Welcome back to the Early Retirement Podcast. I mentioned this on the last episode, which is I'm no longer rolling the intro. I'm just going right into the episode because I want to start providing that value right away when I listen to podcasts myself, as I am a big podcast listener, both financial podcasts and non-financial podcasts, that I just tend to skip the first 10, 15, 30 seconds, and I just get right into the episode. So I want to start doing the same for you all. I will promise that I will not be saying this every episode because that would defeat the purpose of this, but I just wanted to once again mention that if you did not see last weekend's episode. So what I want to talk about today is a really fascinating topic in my mind, and this is what clients tell me, which is how do you get more life out of your money? What are the best things you can do once you're retired to, to really fulfill what's most important to you? And how do you align your money to do exactly that? So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. If you haven't already checked out the YouTube videos that I've been making recently, please check those out. I ask strangers about money, what's been successful to them, how they retired, what can they do today now that they couldn't do before because they had to work, and how their mindset has shifted. So once again, always like to start this by saying thank you so much for all those who have been submitting questions and rating the show and reviewing the show. It helps the show grow and it helps me get to help more people retire early. So very special for me. I don't take it lightly that you all take the time to listen to this. I hope, of course, it has been valuable. If it has been, I kindly ask that you rate the show. So that is my only ask. I appreciate it. And what I'm going to start with is how do you think about aligning your money with what's most important to you? Where do you start? Well, everyone's heard the phrase, no money can't buy happiness, but it can buy, enter whatever you want there. And that's kind of the same thing because People want to think about money in a very interesting way because there's biases and there's heuristics involved with money and the way that you grew up around money. I know a lot of you have shared with me, which by the way, I love when you submit this on my website, you'll tell me, Ari, I've never been a good spender. I've always been a good saver. And now you're asking me to be a good spender in retirement when that's not what I've been doing. I've been a good saver. And that saving mindset has got you until retirement. And you're absolutely right. If you were a good spender right off of the bat, well, you might not be in the position you are now to be able to be a great Retiree. And how do you be a great retiree? You don't second guess spending when you know you have a plan. Now, without a plan, I will say I don't honestly know how people worry free in retirement. And the reason I bring that up is because most people who reach out go, Ari, I just don't have a strategy and I need to know where's income going to come from? How can I possibly be happy or concerned or Really, all of these feelings that come up are very real and they're rational and they make sense to me until someone has a strategy. So going specifically to the point of, great, how do you align your money so you can live a better life as a retiree? Number one, don't expect yourself to be a great spender right away. I am not asking you to flip this light switch and all of a sudden you've been an amazing saver and now you're going to be a great spender. No, it's going to feel weird. It's supposed to feel weird. I have clients that I tell them, here's how much you need to spend every week. I know you're not going out to dinner. I can tell based off of your income and yet you shared with me that's your goal. Now, I'm never going to tell you go spend for spending sake because that defeats the purpose. That's not aligning your money with your goals. But I have clients who go, Ari, I cannot tell you how helpful it is to hear from you and your team when you tell me, here's where I'm at in terms of monthly income. And the reality is, if there's a ton excess left over, great, maybe we didn't calculate the expenses, right? Or maybe you retired and all of a sudden you go, Ari, I thought I was going to have a whole lot more time to really go out to eat and spend money on travel. And turns out I'm volunteering a whole lot more. And so I'm not spending a whole lot more than I thought. Well, that may very well occur. No one knows exactly what they're going to spend, but the way that you align your money in retirement 
is really about being intentional. Money does not equal happiness. You already know that. You've been living longer than I have, the reality is. But the reason that I want you to at least consider the following point is because this is what the people who I work with have told me about retiring. And some of you I know are listening to this, either going, thank you, Ari, for sharing the story because I want more people to hear this story. And I know of a few other clients who go, Ari, if you share my story, please just use fake names, which I will always do. So please know that. Um, One thing I want to bring up, humans suffer from something that's known as hedonic adaptation. You might have heard of this, but because we're so adaptable, the pleasure that we get when we buy something new, well, it quickly fades because we get used to it. I I would imagine a lot of you bought a home or you bought an apartment and went, wow, look at this amazing view. And then you keep looking at the view and and maybe it never gets old. Maybe it's amazing every single day. I I bet for a lot of you it is, but sometimes it doesn't. And, And all of a sudden you get that new home or that new object or new whatever. And the reason for that is we have to continuously seek newer, bigger, more exciting buys to keep the sense of pleasure and almost think of it like a hedonistic treadmill and that satisfaction never stays. Now, I'm not saying this is you. You might be listening to this going, Ari, doesn't really resonate with me. Uh, A lot of your points do, but maybe this one doesn't because I feel happy every day I get to do this. That's what I want to do when I retire. And if that's you, great. So it doesn't apply. But to some people, we don't feel happy with our purchase in the first place. Maybe we feel buyer's remorse more often than not because we're prone to comparing our new things to maybe someone else's new things and feeling like our stuff maybe came up short somehow. So what I don't want you to ever do is truly think about your retirement in the sense of, oh my gosh, look what my neighbor's doing or my coworker's doing. This has to be customized to you. So we need to align your money differently. The next thing I bring up when it comes to happiness and aligning your money is how much money do you need that's safe at all times? I have, If we look at the finances for a moment, and I promise for more than a moment because this is what I do, but I like to talk about the non-financial side because it correlates. And the financial side is the average market downturn is two to two and a half years, meaning if you have a million dollars, it on average, if you go through a bad market downturn, the average, is it's going to take two and a, two and a half years or so to get back to that million. Well, if we know that, that means at a minimum, we want two to two and a half years on the side at all times. Let's assume that you want 100000 a year. Well, if you want 100000 a year adjusted for inflation after taxes every single year, well, if you want that, to me, at a minimum, we need 250000 in some safe asset. Not cash, but maybe it's CDs, maybe it's bond funds, maybe it's muni funds. Who knows? That's what you need. But let's double it. Let's be ultra conservative. Well, if you need 100000 every single year, but the average market downturns two to two and a half years, let's double it. Let's say we need four or five years, call it, of ultra safe assets. Let's just say four years in this example. Great. So $400,000 needs to be in something growing for you, but we don't have to worry when the market's doing what it's doing about how that's going to impact your ability to retire, how that's going to impact your ability to run out of money or whether or not that will impact you to run out of money. We don't want that to be the case. I want you to be able to live your dream retirement, not second guessing that. So then what we do is that tells me right off the bat, we want $600,000 that is just going to be growing and that's going to be growing to outpace inflation and that's its job. I want every dollar of yours to have a job. Sometimes the job will be, for example, John, Julie, just taking fake names here. I want you to be able to spend more money. And they say, Ari, I feel I'm able to do everything I want to do. And I'll go, I know that, but based off our conversations, you did share with me, you'd love to do one extra trip. And the reason you're not doing it is because you feel it's impacting your finances. I'm going to triple check in with you, John, Julie, in this example, do you feel that there's something you're not doing for financial reasons? And they'll say, no, the reality is I would like to take that trip, but 
you showed me the projections, but it still feels weird. Am I still going to be okay if I do that? And transparently, I'll have the feedback, which sometimes is no. Sometimes it's no, you're not in a position. If you want to do that, great. Here's the trade-off. My job's not to tell anyone what to do. It's here are the different options. If you spend more, this is what it means. If you invest this way, this is what it means. If you shift your tax strategy, this is what it could create for you. So please know when you're going through this, it's not cookie cutter. Your risk tolerance is not a scale of one to 10. It's not a four or a six or an eight. It's nothing like that. It's customized. The next thing I want to bring up is Feel like you can afford anything, meaning align spending with your values. Remember, spend a ton of money on what you care about most. For example, I value my health, so I shop at Whole Foods. I value my health, so I pay for a hot yoga membership because I really enjoy doing that. Now, I'm not going to say that that's what everyone needs to do. In fact, it's not what everyone needs to do. But what I value is spending a ton of money on those things, but I don't love wine. And I know a lot of people love wine. And I talk to my clients who love wine and and they'll say, Ari, it's not great that you don't love wine because I want to talk to you about this. I'll say, I'm sorry. Um, I'll try to get more well-versed, but the truth is I just don't love it. So that's me. Okay. At the end of the day, that's an expense that some people want to spend money on. And maybe they want to do the wine and hot yoga, and maybe they can do both, but really align your money and don't feel bad at all. And the only way, in my opinion, that you cannot feel bad or any guilt attached to any money spending is by having a plan that says you are in a position to do that and not have to worry. The next thing is how you use your money should really reflect what's most important to you, which is what I talked about just a moment ago. But at the end of the day, maybe you find that there's an extra 500 bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month. And and maybe that's what you just find on average at the end of each month. Okay. Just humor me. Now let's pretend that you could go out to lunch every single day and you would be perfectly fine in terms of never running out of money, living your best life. Would you do it? And if you answered the question of no, the reality is I still, it's just when I go to work, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time going out to eat. I would rather go to the gym or I'd rather read a book or do something else. Then great. Don't change your money habits here. Don't align your money that way. If you're the alternative going, Ari, I love when the food tastes good. And the reality is I make good food, but it takes me a while. I'd love to go out to lunch. And if I could go out to lunch every single day and not worry if that's going to impact my ability to retire because I have a plan and you would do it and you find there's excess each month. Well, maybe you should do that. Maybe you shouldn't max out your 401k. Maybe instead you should take a portion of that and go out to lunch with your coworkers, knowing you only might have a few years left with them. You know, these are the types of things that I think too many people don't focus on. And the reason I come up with them is my clients tell me, they go, Ari, tell the people that are coming to you, this is how you need to think about it. And I'm just so lucky I have amazing clients who really encourage me, Ari, do more podcasts, more YouTube videos, talk about these things. So that's what I wanted to talk about today is how do you align your money to have better life, whether it's more time with family or better time with your health or how can, I do plenty of podcasts on Roth conversions and estate planning and how to align your investments. I love that stuff because I nerd out over it, but this is equally as important and in my opinion, often ignored. Once again, if this episode has been helpful at all, I kindly ask that you do rate and review the show. And if you don't mind sharing it with someone else, that would be much appreciated. The reason for that, it's more fun to retire with friends and family. Don't retire alone. So when they are in a position to retire, you can go and travel with them or you can spend more time with them. So that is it for today's episode. Once again, you can always submit your question on my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, 
earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can go ahead and submit a question that I'll look to answer in a future episode. Thank you all for listening. Please do rate it, review it, and share it with someone who you think would benefit from this information if there's anyone out there that you know. I certainly appreciate it, and I will see you all each week. Hey, guys, it's me again. Please be smart about this. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as financial, tax, or legal advice. Consult with your tax preparer or financial advisor before taking any action. This podcast is for informational purposes only.